Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday morning uh, at 7 a.m., by the way. The easiest way to remember every week is to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform and share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. And visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, we are in episode 183. You've titled this, Should You Play With an Open Hand? Yeah, this is going to be fun. Woo! Cool. So I got a lot for today. Oh, good. Cool. Jump it in. Yeah, jump it in. Straight to it. So I believe one of your roles as a leader is to help navigate the flow of information to your team, to those you lead, to the key stakeholders. I believe one of the most important roles in leadership is always the issue of communication. And so that comes in the idea of strategically choosing what is known and what isn't. Those are important decisions that a leader cannot delegate. And so as we look at it, we say, hey, this communication, this information, what do you do with it? How do you go about it? I have uh, specifically, and I've said this many, many times, is to say, hey, my posture as a leader is just to say, I play with an open hand. I'll let you know everything I'm thinking. I'll let you know almost everything I'm deciding. I'll give you the entire playbook. But I want to ask this question, just say, hey, should you play with an open hand? Is that a wise decision? Is that something that works well for the organization that you're in? And granted, this can radically change based upon different organizations, okay? As a as a pastor at a church becomes very different than if you're a general in the army yep. in terms of playing with an open hand. And we'll actually get into that with just a second. So I want to give you three ideas of things I want you to think through as you consider the flow of information. And I think what, before we get into the ideas, I think one of the things that happens is um, we operate based upon personality instead of purpose. Mm. And that there's people who just naturally want to share all the details and there's people who don't. Yeah. And what happens is those who naturally share all the details, even share information that is harmful or hurtful, <laughs> that it detracts from the vision and those who naturally don't want to share all the details find themselves in a spot where their teams ask why and they just hide behind well that's not your decision yeah or you don't need to know yep just say but could they know right would it be helpful if they know so let me just kind of walk through three ideas on should you play with an open hand and then i want to give kind of a little bit the counter as to why i do and why i lead that way so when uh steve jobs created the company next okay so the company that he worked for between his tenures at apple that he created uh one of the things that he designed into the uh into the organization was just completely open communication that all company documents would be public uh one of the key examples of this is everyone's salary was published. Everyone's, everyone knew or had access to what absolutely everyone else made. And their idea behind it, his rationale for it, was he said, listen, managers are already spending about three hours a week on compensation and deciding people's compensation and working through the implications. They'll still spend three hours a week. This time, they'll just spend three hours a week talking to people as to why certain people are paid where they are and what others can do to increase their compensation. What 
one of the things that happened, I'm not commenting specifically on that. I'm just sharing the level of transparency they had in their information. But one of the results was that people did a poor job discerning what was critical information. And so the first idea I want to share with you is just the idea that too much information can be distracting to those who are working with you. Too much information can be distracting to those who are working with you. I say this lightly, but seriously. Some people are information gluttons <laughs> and action deficient. Yep. Some people would rather read or listen to or talk or sit in meetings about everything that's going on before ever actually getting anything done because it's easier to acquire information than it is to actually go out and do something. And so just to acknowledge that and to say like, for, for me personally, I want people to know but I've seen people make the mistake of assuming that having information is the same as actually doing work. Having the information is designed to better align you to the purpose and inform you in the work that you're doing. It was never meant to be an excuse for actually doing the work. And so to acknowledge, too much information can be distracting to those who are working with you. Uh, second idea is actually, uh, I can remember this is in the Gulf War. I don't know if it's called the first Gulf War or something like that. I think so. All right. But I remember I'm, I'm a teenager and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the news and Geraldo Rivera. Oh, yeah. Still oh, around. Yeah. Still Geraldo around. Rivera is on site at the Gulf War. And they go, hey, we're going to go on site to Geraldo who has some information about the upcoming battle. And he literally like sat down in the sand and said, this is what's going to happen. The enemy is here and here, drawing this in the sand. And so the U.S. forces are going to come in from this and this, and then a third of the forces are going to come from this. And he, like, starts to draw. And as he's doing that, I don't know. I don't know what their rank was. But a soldier walks over and basically kicked the sand <laughs> and stood him up and walked him out of the camera shot. Oh, that's hilarious. It is a, like... He was right there. It was just so astonishing because I remember I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, it feels like he's broadcasting on national TV what we're about to do. Yeah. Which the soldier obviously picked up on. Like, you are sharing any enemy who's watching whatever it was. I don't want to blame a network because I don't know which one. Right. But any enemy who's watching this network at the time now knows exactly where yep. the battle is coming from. Yep. A couple phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, like, you do want your people to know what you're trying to do, but you don't want your opponent to know yeah. what you're trying Equivalent to do. Equivalent to that, uh, just another example Go. for fun. Uh, what's the guy, Beverly? Patrick Beverly? Yeah, he goes into the other team's huddle and tries to hear in the... Uh, they catch Which him all the time. He catches I love. Up. He's always going into the other team's huddle <laughs> yep. and trying to listen to the play that they're carving out. It's funny. So, second idea here is that too much information can be used against your vision by your enemies. Uh, when you have vision, not everyone will agree with it. Or just to put it more simply, if you have goals, not everyone will agree with the goal. And as soon as you tell them your game plan, your strategy, your battle plan to accomplish the goals, to see the vision enacted, now people know how to work against it. Yeah. As soon as you say, this is what, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it, people can go, I can thwart that. Yep. I can ensure that that doesn't happen. And so second idea, too much information can be used against you by your opponents or by your enemies. Uh, third idea is uh, more personal. 
And that is um, when we were leaving the church that we planted. So the first church that I pastored yep. is uh, I felt an obligation to the group that started the church with me to share all that information and what was going on. Uh, many of them were not in actual official positions of leadership at the time, but I felt like I owed that to them. Uh, some of them, we can run into the psychology of this at another point in time, why yeah. this happens. Uh, but some of them were really upset right, and mad at me because they felt like I was abandoning them. The church was in a good spot. The church was in a healthy place. It has continued growing in incredible ways. But they felt like I was walking out on them personally instead of answering a call that God had. Yep. And so what happened was they used that information against me. As soon as I made that known to them, uh, they used it to hurt other relationships. They told people who should have been told by me. They told people things that weren't actually true because they had the information first. And so they could get out a narrative of what, and I don't mean, uh, when I say it like that, it, I run the risk of making it sound like there was a lot of people and it was a big deal. Right. It wasn't. No. There's a couple people and it really hurt. Right. That's it. Just yep. a couple people. Right. And it really hurt. Yeah. And so I would just say uh, the second idea was too much information can be used against your vision. The third idea is too much information can be used against you. Right. Uh, and part of that is part of that is wisdom. Too much self-disclosure is a bad thing. Total transparency is often too much. Like people say, like, we want to be completely transparent. Do you share every thought that comes in your head? <laughs> yeah. I probably share a few too many thoughts that come in my head, but I'm not sharing every single thought that comes in my head. And so when we look at this idea of playing with an open hand and, and being open in your information, in your thinking, in your pursuit, I want to acknowledge the negative side of it first. And that's say it can be distracting, it can be used against your goals, and it can be used against you. These are the downfalls. But I still choose in my leadership to play with as open of a hand as I possibly can. And here's a couple of reasons why. Uh, first idea is this, is that if people don't know where you're going and how you're trying to get there, then when they're working with you, they are minions, not followers, and definitely not leaders. If you don't share, this is the goal, and here's the process then what they're doing is they're just doing task work that you assign to them. And so they're your minion. <laughs> they're, they're not even a follower in that category. And you're definitely not developing leaders. And so if you want to actually develop leaders, you need to open them up to your thinking and your way of going about stuff. So I know I cannot develop leaders if I don't teach them how I'm thinking. Yeah. And I cannot tap into their talent if I don't give them a portion of the map that I'm using in order to get to the destination that we're trying to go to. That's good. And so I, I want everyone to know, yes, there are downfalls to playing with an open hand. And this changes based upon the arena you lead in. If you're an army general, don't play with an open hand. Okay, can I acknowledge that? I don't want you to play with an open hand. But to strategically think through what is the information that you're sharing? How open are you about process, about information, about decisions, about your current thinking? Should not be matters of personality. They should be matters of purpose. And you should thoughtfully think through how open should I be? How closed should I be? What are the risks to being open? And what are the risks to being closed? Uh, man, a lot to break down here today. A lot. Um, 
you go back to the statement um, that you you know you within with the with a keep your cards next to your mentality or or the opposite of what you're saying a closed you know closed environment closed keep it to your close to your chest environment yeah. you might be able to develop someone but you'll never be able to develop developers yeah like people who actually develop other people absolutely because they don't know how to interact with those environments i keep looking at all these like over the last well it's been longer than that but i don't have any anecdotal evidence but all these giant corporations the more and more these corporations are exploding right uh, the more information that the people know on the ground know about their organization they don't they're not trying to make them no guess. that's this is what point. we're doing today why is this exploding growth happening is it because yep. they keep everything close to their chest and people are on the edge of their seats every day wondering if they're gonna have a job yep because that's not it they're not people don't aren't motivated by that yeah uh, i worked in a corporate environment for many years where every april you're getting either a bonus or canned like, right? Or the beginning of the new year, around that yeah. time, right? Like, you're either going to, hey, you're going to make some more money, or you're going to be looking for a place <laughs> to go find a plate of food. Yep. Right? Like, that's that's kind of what it was. And I say that to say that that environment, when I was there, it grew because of, of the nature of the business, but it was not explosion growth. Yeah. It was not the kind of growth that you see from these other companies that feel. And I, here's my question, I guess, where I'm getting to is, is for those, what's the... For those who keep everything closed, the opposite of what you're saying in this, what 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 can they expect to happen? What's something that you know? Oh, that's fascinating. It's the opposite of what you're saying here, but I think I think all these things that you put in here, hey, you might have this happen. Someone might use it against you, distracting to others. But what if what if you yeah. don't? So we would say this: uh, withholding information is a power move. Yeah, and power moves incite fear. Right. And you could get into like history of like leadership philosophy going all the way back to Machiavelli and stuff like that. And fear is powerful. Oh, like this is the reality is like fear can get some stuff done. Oh man. There's no doubt a about years that. Ago. But, yeah, but the other point in time is that fear will also exhaust your people. Fear will wear out your culture and fear will sap the joy out from everyone you lead. Yeah. And so I, I think what we, what we realize is that in closed-minded, in closed organizations, I didn't mean closed-minded, right. in organizations that hold their cards close to their chest and don't let any information out, right. the vast majority of people operate in self-protective mode out of what is best for them, not for the organization. Right. And they may, by default, out of that fear, accomplish significant things, but the joy will be lost out of it. Yeah. Uh, what is it, in your estimation... Uh, that is something that you typically don't release information about oh. in, in your current um, position. I want to be cautious of things that would be distracting. Yeah. I want to be cautious of to say like, hey, I'm not going to release negative information that is going to completely derail us. Yeah. That is... Uh, hypothetical. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. Like not every issue, some of the issues that hit my desk can be diverted or can be resolved before they impact the team. Yeah. Some of them can't, and I don't always know which ones. And so I'm not telling them every issue that I am dealing with. Yeah. 
because I don't want them to be focused on them. I would say this about you. Uh, one of the good th- things that you do that's really great is that if it is even something that comes to cross your desk that would be distracting, uh, that you would actually, not always, but sometimes actually use that as a, an example and you make it public, but you show it as a way to develop against that strategy, like to make sure yes. that, so you do that well, like even though you probably, and you've prefaced it, I don't really want you to know this information, but it's a teaching moment. And if yep. I don't give you the information, you can't learn. Yep. And so you do that really well, even though you probably in the moment, like, I don't really want people to know this, but you, like you said, you're more open to those conversations. What are uh, your last thoughts here? What are yeah. some application questions that can help us move forward? Yeah, application questions for people today. Okay, so just three simple questions for you to think through to help you guide guide you in this process. First one, are you more open or closed with information? <laughs> like I want you to, before you think through purpose, I want you to understand personality. And here's just like an easy way of figuring that out. Do you like to tell stories of what's going on? <laughs> or does it annoy you? And someone goes, tell me about your day. Are you like, blah, 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 all these things. Or are you like, this is fine. Nothing new. That helps you understand, is your default personality more open or closed? So are you more open or closed with information? Second question, what level of transparency is needed for you to develop leaders? And I don't just mean like a one-on-one mentoring relationship. I mean, for your team as a whole, what level of transparency is needed for you to develop leaders? And then here's the third piece, and this is just important to think through. What is the risk in releasing more information? To actually think through and not just the, well, they don't need to know, or it's above their pay grade, or I don't know why they're asking, or this is my decision, just to be able to go like, hey, sharing more information may come with a risk. What is the actual risk? And is that greater? Am I willing to risk that in order for the reward, be more open with my team? They don't live in fear. I'm able to better develop leaders to actually walk through. So are you more open or closed? What level of transparency is needed to develop leaders? And what is your risk in having that level of transparency? That last question is very, very telling, man. That's a good one because I've been in lots of places and lots of rooms where the risk of giving more information means you have to do more work. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great point. That's great. I didn't think through that at all. Do you know what I mean? It's yep. like, hey, guess what? Because you gave this information, <laughs> now we have to do more work to get where we're going and people don't want to give that information because it costs them something. Yep. Good. Good. 183, should you play with an open hand? Thank you for joining us and uh, hanging out with us today. If you're new to the podcast, haven't yet subscribed to Mean the World to us. If you did that now, also post about it, rate and review, or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands. So many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leaninghope.online or DM us and send it to us. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Count.